This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text the show on 8.12.15. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio. Email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Do it. <laughs> Good morning <laughs> to you. Morning. Morning, Al. Morning. Down the line. Morning. Oh. I, was, um, I was driving in this morning. I was, uh, I was coming through um, Oxford Circus listening to Ross Buchanan. And he played, you know, I said there are some songs, I'm not, not saying they're bad songs, but they make me laugh out loud. Everything by Bruce Springsteen, for some reason, <laughs> makes me laugh out loud. I think it's his earnestness. But I'm not saying they're mm. bad, but I just... And he played um, <laughs> It's a Kind of Magic by Queen, which is absolutely hilarious. And I'm, I don't know why, but I was like, la- and you think it can't get any funnier. And then the, the Brian May's solo. <laughs> 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 oh man! Anyway, I enjoyed that, and it made me think. Wouldn't it be a great end? Say, if you went to see Hamlet at the Royal Shakespeare Theatre, mm. and at the end, all the dead bodies are there, and I think it's, it's a Hotspur who turns up at the end to save the day, and all these dead bodies, and you just hear, and you can't even see who's doing it. It's clicking. It's a kind of tragic. <laughs> it's a kind of tragic. And gradually the dead people start going, it's a kind of tragic. Look. Tragic. Yeah. It's a Claudius' up. It's a kind of tragic. And then Hamlet, it is a kind of tragic. The crowd get up and dance at the end. Someone should. Are they perhaps holding. You can uh, have that, Oris. Are they holding a skull as well? Oh, the skull would be like yeah. a, it, that. Would that would be one of the later? That's things. the sort of chorus line. That's a prop. De- development a bit later <laughs> on in the song. Let's not, not don't throw it all in at the beginning. <laughs> We've had many Skinner improvements on things over the years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. A big choral number at the end of Hamlet. I did not anticipate. You know, at the end of work. of those Shakespeare's, they get the bows, bows, bows. Those Shakespeare's. Just, yeah. You just bow, bow, and everyone claps. <laughs> Wouldn't it be nice to have if the crowd could get up and actually sway a bit? Ow. Especially a lot of them. They paid for that hip. Oh, what's Why not worrying me is that he has got, <laughs> he has got form for approaching Andrew Lloyd Webber with his helpful yeah. advice. I'm worried about Trevor Nunn. I'm guessing that the RS, say uh, <laughs> the Royal Shakespeare Company, are very open to wacky, slightly low brow suggestions <laughs> about their um, you think? about their productions more user friendly. <laughs> they always talk about user friendly, you know, mm. classical theatre and the opera and yeah. ballet. But they don't really. They don't want the people in. <laughs> truth be told. True. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, I tell you, I tell you what I was going to ask you. Um, I was. This has happened to me twice in the last week. I'm walking. I'm walking down the road. Um, on a journey that was absolutely necessary. Mm. And, yeah. um, you know, when you turn a corner... That Doctor Who memorably won't buy itself out. <laughs> exactly. That was <laughs> shot. You know when you turn a corner, and there is... I always turn a corner, I, I slow up a bit, and I give it a little bit of space, because I think, well, somebody might... There are people who absolutely just come round the corner as if there couldn't be another person on the planet. And it's not yeah, just and in lockdown. tight against the bench, tight, like if it's a wall. Tight on the <laughs> bench, an elbow, um, getting a little bit of brick dust as yeah. they come round. The, 
Go white. Absolutely stunning that people mm. they spend their whole life <laughs> knocking coffee over people <laughs> and walking right. into um, the yardsticks of council workers who were measuring <laughs> uh, measuring the road. Do they mm. still do. I saw a bloke doing it. Actually, they do still. Mm-hmm. People never. Oh, is that when they have the tripods, Frank? They, what does well, that mean with the tripods? They ever. Th- oh, I don't know what. I've never worked out what that. <laughs> they're um, uh, surveyors, aren't they? And they get down and they look through a little thing on the tripod. There'll be there'll be one listening. Oh, okay. Probably listening to this with the radio on a tripod. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's uh, there's that. But I saw a, a bloke not long ago, obviously from the council, high vis, and he was pushing. Um, I have to say, not like the not like the yardsticks of yesteryear, which was a, a yard circumference thing that clicked every time. This was a lot more computerised. Mm. But um, they must walk it. Those corner bullies must walk into a lot of those. <laughs> corner bullies. Yeah. If anyone can tell us what those blokes are doing with the well, if anyone is a corner bully. Yeah. If, you know what? Can I just tell you something about this? How many? things have you heard where people are saying or on the internet so people say oh yeah those people who put their bags on their seats mm-hmm. on the trains and that I've never seen anyone say oh yeah I, 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 I do that <laughs> it's always yeah it's absolutely outrageous well who's doing it Frank Skinner, Frank Skinner. on Absolute Radio we were <laughs> we were talking <laughs> what are you like, laughing at Al <laughs> I like Emily saying okay <laughs> 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 it really tickled me. Oh. Uh, <laughs> we were talking about... Well, you were talking, Frank. I made, I made a mistake. I, when I say I made a mistake, I'm defending myself here. I, I, I did not say this with certainty. I said I wasn't sure. Mm. But I said that um, Hotspur... Um, I thought it might be Hotspur that turns up at the end of Hamley. <laughs> Welcome to commercial radio on a Saturday morning. It turns out, Frank, it is. It's Fortin Brass, it turns out. Hold it. Correctione, correctione, ole, ole, ole. Just sounds like that's a football crowd saying it, doesn't it? it you, you've got a frog in your throat in that. Uh, I just want to point that out. OK. <laughs> Ian Stewart, Dot Dootson and Annabel Grant uh, thank you for pointing that. No, thanks. I, but I did say I could. Uh, you to did. be honest, the people who turn up at the end of Shakespeare's tragedies oh. are very bland, Henry <laughs> the Seventh type. Yeah. They just turn up, they're nobody. They're just there you often to placate the ruling, actual real rulers of the country. So, you know, you forget they all mould into one. They all just turn up and say, and now we've mm. learned Yes, a lot. all this poor man lie, <laughs> but I shall bring a new <laughs> truth to this world. We shall begin again, and you, the one bloke who lived, <laughs> shall be my friend. It's all that, yeah. Well, sometimes you get them turning up literally just to say... Well, this is terrible yeah. what's happened. That's, oh, look, everyone's dead. Yeah. In case you people, in case they hadn't noticed. Uh, whilst we're on the subject, Annabelle Grant also says same sort of energetic up-and-coming character, though. Yeah, thanks, Annabelle. Like that. Thanks. See, mm-hmm. she knew where I was coming from. Al, whilst we're on the subject of uh, things Shakespearean... <laughs> yes. We, we have had, we- Frank, people getting in touch, haven't we, out about the uh, yeah. Shakespeare heckles. I, I told I told a, a Shakespeare heckle um, that I, I went to see a, the Scottish play, and 
when the uh, is this the dagger I see before me happened, a kid shouted uh, from a school party, said, they should have had one on a string. And uh, we, and then people sent in some really good heckles. Yeah. I think my favourite was was um, Bottom from Midsummer Night's Dream, I think, uh, doing uh, the play within a play and a bloke shouting, more lies. Fantastic. The well has not run quite dry yet. There are more. Um, uh, good morning, gang. Re Shakespeare hecklers. I still love a text that has re. Yeah. In the 1990s, we were taken through to Edinburgh by our English teacher to see Romeo and Juliet. When Juliet asks, Wherefore art thou, Romeo? a boy in my class shouted, <laughs> I am Spartacus. Slight. <laughs> <laughs> <It's like, laughs> Uh, yeah, I like I like a bit of fusion. <laughs> yeah, if this obviously pre-planned outburst wasn't disrupting <laughs> enough, the next several minutes of the play were attempted to the background of the teacher battling to evict him. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> so I've, I've had it up to I've had it up to here with you, Kenneth. <laughs> <laughs> Do teachers still say I've had it up to here with you? Yeah. I worry that in a darkened theatre, Kenneth wouldn't be able to see how far up the teacher was referring. (laughs) And that's just going to confuse him. I like the child who was a teenager in the 90s who was called Kenneth. (laughs) Oh, I think there must... (laughs) Yeah, I hope he was called Kenneth. We've got also... uh, We have from Fiona in Banks, Southport... At the Merchant of Venice in Blackpool, starring Prunella Scales, uh-huh. shouts of Basil. Oh, no. Praise <laughs> redacted. Ah. Oh, come on. Oh, no. I saw an Am- a Hamlet in Wolverhampton where somebody shouted, on me head, son, in the graveyard scene, because it'd been used in a sort of Carlsberg <laughs> advert. Oh, yeah. oh, no. <laughs> By the way, before we go out of this, can I remind you again that the last time we talked about this, we found out that Alan played Romeo. Indeed, in a way, top man. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. I enjoyed Helen Brown's. It's not really a, ch- a children's heckle to a Shakespeare play, but I enjoyed this um, nonetheless. Helen Brown says, I think outdoor theatre's probably the worst for this. I saw Othello in the ruins of Kenilworth Castle. Oh, in the final act, a cat wandered across the stage and in the distance, <laughs> the sound of an ice cream van. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's there's something lovely about that. Yeah. Though, isn't there? It's very British. Oh, especially, especially it being in the final act where you think, oh, when this is done, I can have a 99 before going home. <laughs> but you'd never make it. with The, the, the horror, I mean... the. The absolute horror of hearing an ice cream van stop and for some reason you're restrained from going to it and then it pulls off again. That's the sort of stuff that um, I'm covering in uh, my new channel, Absolute Horror, that uh, (laughs) I'm I'm pitching to the powers that be. By the way, it's occurred to me, when I was talking about council workers pushing a a computerised yardstick... um, you never see... You know, luggage on wheels is the thing I've always been very anti. And one of the reasons about it is they, there's a thing dragging behind and people forget about it and they walk right in front of you mm. and nearly fall over their thing. Like, as I've said, I always imagine centaurs had a similar um, indifference to other people and what they were dragging behind them. You never see, or I never see, anyone pushing 
Why don't people push their luggage? Wouldn't that be more logical? Then you've got your eye on your luggage, you're making a little barrier. Like, I mean, when, when we had a, when our child was a baby, I found a, a boggy was a great... It was like a plough through humanity. Mm. You could Excellent. Make. So why do people drag it? Why don't they push? <laughs> yeah. Alan, over to you, our transport correspondent for this. <laughs> I, d- I don't know, but I do... I have just had a flashback of um, one of the many moments in my life when I realised that my ambition was lacking was uh, at the Edinburgh Festival. I saw a man with two large wheelie suitcases, one on each hand, as it were, and on cobbles, and I just thought, I wouldn't take that on. This guy no. he has got so much more ambition than me. <laughs> no, on cobbles. I mean... Um, oh, on, uh, yeah. wheelie I, on cobbles? They look lovely on cobbles. When you're in a cab, you know, and it goes on the cobbles, it's a different... You've got to be careful what you're up to. Also, it has just become so associated with the, an apprentice, a loathsome apprentice candidate... The wheelie suitcase. I see. Oh, well, it's yes. very much what they do at the beginning when they have that do 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 do. Oh, you see him on the wheelie suitcase. I, I did. Um, I did some filming from. I, I, I can't remember where it was now, but it's outside of London. It's where they film. Um, lighty, lighty. What, what's that thing called? Oh, Take me um, out. Lighty That's right. Light. Yeah, take me out. No lighty, no, no lighty. lighty. No, no, no. <laughs> and all I you could lighty, hear lighty in my better. dressing room, all you could hear all day was the click of stilettos <laughs> and the sound of those wheels going yeah. past. Anyway, you know, it's a very, very popular show. Mm. And um, good on you. He's just okay. got a guest appearance on it. Huh? No, wait, I don't. <laughs> take me out. Like that would... <laughs> I'd only go on Take Me Out if it was a show for hitmen. (laughs) (laughs) Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. What was we... Um, um, Oh, yes, I was talking about my... Oh, sorry, Al. We have um, we have various things from the outside world that I'd like to thank the uh, the, the wider world for. Uh, first and foremost, I've received my Nicholas Hemingway travel pen. Can oh, I th- thank, can I thank the man himself for that? It's it's smashing. It's really good. What well, do you think? Of my he, life what do you think missing, he looks like? Perhaps the travel, but I've been I've been uh, I've been using it for playing boggle. Um, it's very yeah, it's good. a bad time, Nicholas, to bring out a travel pen. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> staying in pen—that's what gift. you need. I, I'd also, no, they are beautiful. I'd also like to thank Nicholas Hemingway for my pen. Did you get yours as well? Yes, I did. Excellent. Was oh, it taken ten percent off the sheen of your gift? Now, no, not at I all. Out. What I would say about that pen: beautiful action, lovely action. And I'd like to thank him for the old man and the sea. <laughs> It's a fabulous novella, which kept me company in my youth. I'd also like to thank the people of the outside world for um, informing me. Do you remember a couple of weeks ago I was bemoaning the fact that my hand got burned through an oven glove and that the oven glove had just one job and yet it singed off my thumbprints? I haven't been able to use any of my devices since then. It would have been a great time to go burgling, though, Al. Yes, indeed. (laughs) well, guess what? We've had uh, information from the, the, the readership uh, who've told me that it was probably that it was wet. If it's a cloth oh. oven glove and it's wet, it just doesn't do its job. It becomes a, a deadly that. device. It's, it's the, the opposite mm-hmm. of um, phosphorus, mm-hmm. which is safe <laughs> when it's wet. And if you take it out, it uh, bursts into flames. 
That's, you know, that's a lovely, nice bit for all our uh, science listeners. Yeah, or they'll know the yeah. phosphorus stuff, but oh. the the oven glove might be... Uh, yeah. <laughs> they don't use... The, what they use is those rubber gloves that are set in the wall. You know, those thick black... And they reach in and mess about with isotopes. They must take those home for the... Uh, well, goodness knows what they take them home for. That's their business. Well, like you haven't come across a pair of those in your time, Frank. Yeah, I mean, how many scientists have took those home and fitted them into the semi-detached while the neighbour was out? And then in the night, the two arms have appeared in the darkness. If there's any scientists listening who've done... No, there won't be. There won't. And if there will, there won't. They won't fess up to that. Speaking of science, I was using my electric toothbrush this week. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the uh, character who entered the Big Brother house. Do you remember that? There was someone called Science. Oh, there was someone called Science. (laughs) Only person I've ever encountered called Science. Do you think he took that name himself? I suspect so. I don't know. I suspect it wasn't something... I think there was a character called Phosphorus (laughs) as well. It was fine when he was in the shower. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, no. So, um... Something happened, you know. Something, the things happen in life. What I would call, what not what I would call, what anyone would call, a happy coincidence when things just work out. Oh, lovely! And I was using my um, my electric toothbrush, and I one of my things that really get me is when it goes mid tooth clean. <sighs> mm. And I, I, I've never really. What I do is I switch to a manual halfway. Mm-hmm. Oh. Do you know a manual? The woman next door. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I, I do that, and I don't add extra to I just put the electric one down, and I, I go for a manual and finish it off with that. That's why. What about when it's on its last legs? There's no sadder so- sound than if that. If you listen very carefully, it's like opening a safe. You can hear the, the <laughs> uh, because, uh, and they just think you think it's going to go. But I've literally finished the last tooth, and it stops, and it really made me happy. Absolutely. I wish I could charge it just enough so it did that every time I clean my... <laughs> if, I, if there was a scale on it, like when you're filling up a petrol tank and you want to get it on the zero, yeah. that would be yeah, that would be wonderful. Yeah. But, um... So, uh, yes. So I, um... That's the question. You know, we had a, somebody um, very wittily sent in a message, whatever happened to, whatever happened to. Yes, uh-huh. we did have that today. Yeah. It's a very good point, we'll actually. We'll name check that. We used to do a thing yeah. called whatever happened to. Whatever happened to electric carving knives? Are they still Are they oh, still on the road? True. I suspect Al's got one of those. Yeah, we do somewhere. Of course you do. Frank Skinner. Absolute Radio. Uh, I, I think I um, apparently I've been I've been pulled up on uh, on a senior moment. Have I? <laughs> yes, I think we might all have to have collective responsibility for it. Uh, Tuppence, who's a regular correspondent to the show, uh, has texted OMG, WHT, which is whatever happened to electric carving knives. You've done, ha ha. Really? A lady wrote in and said she had a thirty-year-old one. Uh, love whatever happened to keep it coming, and then there's some praise. Uh, so we'll just leave yeah, we'll that. Leave. Well, praise I don't redacted. remember. I've got to tell you, I don't remember doing electric carving knives at all. Yeah. Uh, but there you go. I'm sorry. <laughs> but you know, if you're out with your mates, like it's, it's, this is what this is how this show works, isn't it? With the people at home, is we're, we're out with our mates. If somebody says, you know, oh, well, what about? And they just say, oh, was on about that last week. Shut up about that. So you move yeah. on. 
Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, sometimes we stuff. revisit older establishments. Oh, it's okay to revisit, but mm. I honestly do not. It could be one of my weeks off. I've had three in the last oh, here we 15 go. years. <laughs> the old collective yeah. responsibility lasted long out. <laughs> there That's you awful. go. Yeah. Frank, Carl... Oh, I think I got out of that. <laughs> <laughs> Carl yeah. from uh, Stourbridge. Stourbridge. I used to live in the Amblecote. Oh. On the lakeside estate, Carl. Do you know it? Okay. Karen. Okay. Uh, he is one of our regulars, actually. Hello, Alan Frank and the Divine Emily. Frank once said that if he goes on YouTube and there is an advertisement before the video, I love that you've gone for the full advertisement, not ad there. I love that you say advertisement. I say uh, advertisement. It's, it's, I'm guessing uh, you're right. Uh, no, I wouldn't I say adverts. No, but if you had to say the full word, I can't imagine what context uh, that would be. Advertisement. <laughs> Maybe if you had to write like... Uh, 20,000 letters and you thought I'll get as many in as I can advertisement what do you say you say advertisement yeah but I bet I you're right I would you're advertisement oh would you well I'll go oh, with you is it the north south <laughs> divide I say is it Jeff is it an example of the north south divide is that <laughs> is that what we're witnessing on this occasion <laughs> I just can't envisage myself saying, have you seen that advertisement? Well, because you'd say advert, probably. OK. okay. I like yeah. advertisement. I like it. Thank it's you. got a lot of sisters at the end of it. Before the video. So if, if there was one before the video... So it nearly would... always is now, isn't it? You go on YouTube yeah. And, yeah. and you get... Um, do, 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 and it says something like video follows in 30 seconds or something like yeah. that. And then it's some, you know... Carl says... People. You have previously said if there was one, you would not watch it. Does he still stick to that principle? Because I can barely go on YouTube now without some sort of ad. P.S. Do you still have an, a jingle for email corner? Um, well, peace and love. Th this is a no, yes answer. We do still have um, email corner, and here it is. <laughs> I missed it, I missed it. I'll do it next time. You have to add to it. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> I have to share email just before they say corn. I'm going to do it again. What, sorry, what, what's this reader's name? This is Carl from Starbridge. Carl. Carl. This time, Carl, I'll get it right. Here we go. Email. Because it's hard to meet Carl on the corner because Stourbridge is um, surrounded by an enormous ring road. But never mind. Um, and the other thing is, in the end, they broke me down, Carl. I, oh. I, I did about two months of, if an advert come up, I didn't watch, even if I really wanted to see the clip. Mm -hmm. um, but in the end, I just, I had to give in like everyone else has to. So I had to watch the stupid advert. What my new thing is, I write so down. Stupid. I write down what ad was advertised and swear never to buy any of those products. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm seeing that as uh, as a compromise. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. Uh, this is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Text the show on eight twelve fifteen. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. 
We sorted out, I think Emily has sorted out our pronunciation wars. <laughs> which I think, um, I think I, it's pronunciation, isn't it? Oh, oh yeah, no. Yeah. Um, so I, um, I said advertisement. Um, no, Emily, she started it. She said oh, advertisement. And I said advertisement, and then there was some debate. Al, to... you said something completely off menu. Yeah. I think uh, Al said he'd never, ever said the full version of Advert yeah, yeah. in his whole life. I think that might be true until the last link that we did. I think I would probably go advertisement if uh, I had to. OK. Well, I discovered I used that break well, and I discovered that advertisement is the traditional RP pronunciation. OK. Advertisement mm-hmm. is... What my pe- my father would have called an American corruption. <laughs> okay. Okay. So we've gone. Uh, okay. So so me and Ali using the American, American corruption. Who would have mm. thought? The Americans. Breaking news: Frank Skinner and Alan Cochran are not RP. No. <laughs> but I um. I liked it, Al. When I said that's the RP pronunciation, Frank said like a suspicious local. He went okay. <laughs> like I walked into the pub saying, "Excuse me, can I use your lavatory?" <laughs> I just, uh, I suppose, I watched so many um, programs set in the Wild West when I was a kid. I, I would pick up some Americanisms. Mm. Mm-hmm. The advertisement doesn't come up that often. I think. You don't get the old timer saying, you see, I saw an advertisement in uh, in the Gazette for an old timer. Thought I'd come and talk to the sheriff. Um, I think you'll mean advertisement. <laughs> Who's the English guy in the sheriff's office? I need some new saloon doors. Why don't you put on advertisement in the word out of your paper? <laughs> new saloon doors. <laughs> Because <laughs> they must go damage a lot of that shooting that goes on. The money oh, yeah. they must spend. And in the cold weather, don't they ever think, I wish we hadn't gone for those swinging doors that are only covering part of them? Yeah, the draft. Oh, oh the drafty. But great if you're um, taking a tray of drinks out to cowboys <laughs> who are sitting in the street, of course. Absolutely uh, perfect. They must spend so much on glassware as well. Oh, God, can yes. you imagine? I mean, although whenever they have those fights, people wipe things clean off, don't they? They do. The mirror, that yeah. big ornate <laughs> mirror behind the bar, that always goes. Yeah, I mean, I've said to them time and time again, look, ditch the mirror. It's the amount of fights you have in here, it's simply not practical. <laughs> For your uses. No. But anyway, anyway um, so we, we, yeah, so we were both right. Yeah. Or were we both wrong? You choose. <laughs> I'm not going on you choose. I have to watch the adverts. For... Yeah. yeah. Talking of uh, Americans, <laughs> are you familiar with the work of. Can you just say it one more time? <laughs> it's getting a little creepy now, but anyway. <laughs> Americans. <laughs> There's always the old English bag in the movie who says that. Is he an American? Frank, are you familiar with the work of Lil Uzi Vert? Um, well, I've heard of Lil Uzi Vert. Um, who was the first... By the way, who was the first Lil? 
There's a few lils, aren't there, around in the in the urban music world. Yeah. Who pioneered? Ooh. Who was the? Uh, I remember Lil uh, Lil Abner was a was a comic book character, probably in the thirties. Okay. Um, well, but the first there was Lil. also um, Sid Lil and Eddie Large. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, I think if you think if you check that up, I mean the memory plays tricks. And that... I think you'll find <laughs> they don't do it with large the rappers, do they? You don't no. get ludge. Um, yeah, lidge, lidge, big smalls, biggie, mm. biggie smalls. <laughs> um, big biggie lil, he'd be called now probably, or big lil, who um, I knew well that. in the eighties. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who was the first Lil, if anyone's got an answer to that. Anyway, and Lil Uzi Vert, I, to be honest, I'm not familiar with his, um, with his back catalogue. He's one of the Philly rappers. Is he really? Um, <laughs> I, um, I, you know, mm. I respect him. I used to be really mad into hip-hop and then you I do. just stopped. But um, I was, that was pre-Lil uh, L-U-V. I believe he was originally called C-Lab Vertical. Oh, now. <laughs> now you've got me. Anyway, I've only heard about him and we should... Uh, I need to move on because the the producer's got those fleshy bits under my armpits again. Mm. Um, but I've only heard of him because of some um, ornamentation that he's adopted recently, which I think we're probably going to discuss. So we'll come back to Lil Uzi Vert after mm. this. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Mm-mm. So I might check out Lil Uzi Vert because I don't like the idea of only knowing him for his. Um, his yes, uh, and then the... well, we should say what he is. Uh, what's the reason he's in the press a lot at the moment? Is that he bought a twenty-four million dollar pink diamond, which is what I mean. And he's had it set in the middle of his forehead. Yeah. Yeah. Implanted. And he is known for his, I believe it's called flexing, the big jewellery spend. Yeah. Is that what it's Mm -hmm. called? I'd never heard that before. Uh, flexing's very much your area, so I'm, I'm assuming you're I'm familiar with the flexing, term. I'm not flexing, but that's a different thing. <laughs> yeah. It's just me showing off the old muscles. <laughs> so Little Richard, if Little Richard had come out now, would you be Lil Richard? <laughs> yeah. And I think Stevie Wonder was uh, yes. little when he started. Mm, I mean, as in, he was called... So he'd be Lil Stevie Wonder. Mm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Little Eva. Yeah. Uh, Langtree. Yeah. So, yes, so he's got this pink diamond. He's already got gold braces. Okay. Golden braces. And didn't see that Bond film. Didn't fancy (laughs) it. It was about the teenage Bond. (laughs) No, it was about when Jaws won the lottery. (laughs) (laughs) Jaws went bling. Golden braces. Gold braces, <laughs> and then a bloke looks into camera with his gold and goes with his mouth. He's the man, the man with the golden gums. <laughs> um, he spends very large sums. Ooh. Anyway, so yes, 
I've um, never heard of this. Is this a thing that I've missed out on? People having jewellery set. I mean, I'm, I'm I'm familiar with the sort of anyways Essex Diamante finish that some <laughs> ladies yeah. go for. But I'm on, this is set. This is actually sort of. Well, I like he calls it finish to try and be discreet. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know. I mean, it's breakfast radio. Yeah. But um, I. This seems to be sort of bolted. It's connected to um, Lil Uzi Vert's skull. He yeah. was... Did you see how... I mean, I, I saw his stories um, on the gram and he was uh, <laughs> bleeding. You got a radiogram. He was bleeding. <laughs> he was bleeding on the gram. And grumpy. Mm. Uh, it's funny, you'd think somebody with a $24 million face would be cheerier, but he's grumpier than me in the last couple of years, so mm. I was shocked. I'm... Um, <laughs> the people listening to this will think, well, what happened in the last couple of years? And it's been yeah. <laughs> but we won't, we'll move on from it. Um, well, I, I don't know what it... I mean, to me, I would be afraid to have... Um, well, I wouldn't want a 24. I mean, if anyone wants to send one in as a gift. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I just, I'd see it as such a, a responsibility having mm. a 24 million uh, mm. dollar diamond. Just where do you put it? And I'd be. Your face. Yeah, but I mean, you t- in the summer, I sleep with the windows open. We get a great many mm. magpies. You know, oh, you don't want that, do you? Imagine waking up and there's a magpie on your... Oh. Imagine on your face, picking with its sharp beak, pulling a, a diamond out of your forehead. Um, yeah. <laughs> forehead is another one, of course, you don't hear anymore. Everyone said forehead when I was a kid for forehead. Do you know, I still sometimes say that. Yeah, people would say Is it to an me... American with a pe- forehead? People would say to me, you've got a big forehead. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm not having uh, a, a diamond fitted. I'm having solar panels. <laughs> I th- and I shall live forever. Frank Skinner, Skinner on Absolute Radio. Uh, where were we? Oh. We were discussing Lil Uzi. Before we do, there's a couple of things I need to attend to, some business matters. <laughs> 942, <laughs> I frequently put my bag on the seat next to me on the train. Respect. Well, I I, I don't respect you for doing it, but for no. saying you do it. Thank goodness. That is the first time ever I've heard anyone say, yeah, I'm, I'm one of those people. 942 continues, and I pretend to be asleep... So no one disturbs me. Oh, excellent. I also pretend to be asleep when the ticket inspector comes. That doesn't work, does it? So I don't have to root around for my ticket. It works. Do you want to know? It's just from Danny in Tunbridge Wells. Okay. Do you want to have a guess, Frank, how many, what percentage of the time that works, that strategy? I would say less than 40% of the time. According to Danny, 90% of the time that works. Wow. It won't wake anyone up for their ticket. Some people are just lucky. That would never work for me, 90% well, you know, of the time. Well, I wouldn't wake you up if I didn't know you were. <laughs> Blimey. You've seen Thank that. You, you, know in, you know in Tom and Jerry, <laughs> when the, the dog in outside the kennels asleep, they don't, they, I mean, you always go in, don't wake, don't wake it up. That's how I'd be frightened now. I'd be... Uh, 
I'll be honest with you. I mean, this is if I'd obviously knowing you, <laughs> knowing that you yeah. played Romeo, changes yeah. everything. But um, if if you were a stranger, I I, I wouldn't <laughs> wake you up now. I'd be too busy stealing your wallet. I'm terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you're a, you're a big fella. So um, back to little. Meanwhile, what, this um. Over at uh, <coughs> Lil Uzi Vert. Lil, Lil Uzi, oh, not his birth th- name. By the way, someone texted in who spotted my Lil Lily Langtree joke, which well, I thought I thought had completely slipped. A few. By. Jenny oh, Hughes says Lil Langtree. Is it my age? I choked on my tea, laughing, went straight past Emily and Alan. Yeah. Oh, Jenny, how little you know me. Well, I was. Uh, I just thought, well, some of them do fall on stony ground, but there were people out in the outfield with their mitts on, like I'd hit what looked like a home run, going all the way, and then they plucked it out there and caught it. I was all over it, excuse me. You just rejected it. I just rejected it. Okay. No, I didn't. didn't, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Look, we've all had a drink, okay? (laughs) Did I tell you, I must have done, about when I was in uh, Melbourne at the Melbourne Festival... An Australian. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and um, there was a... Um, I suppose at the time you'd have called it a sort of a freak show. And I can't remember oh. what it was called now, but it was... A, and a lot of very pierced people and people, heavily tattooed people, etc., oh, yeah. etc., doing various... It was great, actually. It was something like the Jim Rose Road Show oh, or something like I that. I think it's something. the Jim Rose Circus or yeah, something. Yeah, it was, it was great. And there was a bloke in it called The Enigma. And he had had coral implants into his skull to so that he could grow horns. The coral continues to grow. So he'd, he'd, he'd shaved his head. He'd had his body completely tattooed all over as a jigsaw. So he just had oh, the wow. jigsaw thing. And he, as if the horns... You think, go for the horns or... You know when they say, look... <laughs> Legs or legs or bust. Don't don't yes. don't put both in the front window. He'd got the jigsaw tattoo and the horns. And it's I, like eyes or lips with makeup. Yeah, That's what they much. say. You can have smoky eyes or bald lips. Of what I was saying. So yeah. I was, I got in at the lift with him and about four other people at this hotel in in Melbourne, and this this little kid got in, <laughs> and of course, understandably, he was staring at the enigma, open mouth. <laughs> And I don't know if he could see the horns from his angle, but he turned to his mum and said, he's like a puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> so that was a fabulous, understated review of the enigmas look. Frank Skinner. Frank Skinner. Absolute radio. So, Lil Lucy Vert, who... I like to call love mm. as an abbreviation. Do you think that's why he's gone for that name? Oh, maybe. Mm. Big I think slide fan. I believe it's because of his rapid rhymes. Um, okay. Yes, that's why. Oh, because it's like the automatic mm. weapon they use. Mm. It's lovely. Okay. Lovely name. Mm. And he's a Satanist, I read. <laughs> Is he? Yeah, I think he's a Satanist. Um, no, I've never like... read that about him. Oh. The way Frank tried to sound so casual about Well, that. I have on my... Yeah. I, I get Roman Catholic alerts. And yeah. I believe he is a Satanist, yeah. Uh, also, I think uh, the, the, there's talk that the Cyprus Eurovision song this year is uh, an ode to Satanism. 
It's a bit of a combat there. I like to think we're ahead of the trend. <laughs> oh, oh. I remember you heard it here first. And we've already had a man with horns on the show. <laughs> <laughs> we've... He did say, uh, little Uzi Vert... I mean, the one thing that I suppose takes maybe 17% of the glamour, the high-rolling glamour off this story, is that he's having to pay it off in instalments. Yeah, yeah I, I, I like love that. him for that. <laughs> but, I mean, what about when the bailiffs come round your house with a claw hammer? I worry about oh. that. If he ends up on, like, Channel 5's Can't Pay, we'll take it away. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, dear. No, that is... Uh... Also, he my other anxiety is... Have you ever done that thing when you fall asleep on a train <laughs> and mm. you lean with your head against the window? He could cut a hole in the window with his diamond. <laughs> his, his head could flop out the hole and he could uh, be drawn up by, you know, the mailbag hook. Does that still happen? <laughs> they used to just have, like, the mail... They used to have a hook that oh, used to yeah. just lift up the mail as it, as it, uh, as it yeah. went past. I mean, uh-huh. all, all sorts. You could be hit by a signal or anything if, you, if your head's hanging it, out. Let's face it, he's a travelling hazard on a train. I think and there are dangers And in it. fact, Frank, I would worry about Al, say he was in your situation and was a fan of the uh, headlamp, the bed so- the bed oh, bedtime yeah. headlamp. Because you know Al uses a reading light contraption, he straps oh, around yes. his head. Yes. That's not going to work. Perhaps. I like the fact that Emily says this as if she's been there. <laughs> <laughs> OK, let's keep it discreet. On the I radio like OK, let's keep the party polite. Um, Vision, um, when he was killed by, um, I think it was Ultron, wasn't it, who ripped his, um, his gem out. Ultron, oh, I'm a great, good person to ask about this. I don't know. It's, it's, I don't know it changed. What you're about. If, you know, Vision in the Marvel comics. Oh, no, I, I don't. Oh well, he has got a. It, it was a kind of a solar thing, and then it seemed to turn into an Infinity Stone in the film. Anyway, he's got a stone in his head. Hmm. Um, but that glows and stuff, as you say. I would want. I'd want some. If there was some method it could glow, that would be great. If you got up in the night. At my age, that would be your first priority. I don't want a 24 million dollar... I want a headlamp. Terry Wogan once gave me some... Not an incontinence light. Terry Wogan gave me some flip-flops with lights in the front for getting up in the night. That's a true story. Frank Skinner. Whilst we're in emo corner... Yeah. Mm -hmm. We've just... Very good. I want to make sure we honour our... Shall we start having emo corner? <laughs> we yeah. can play... Who, who, would you, who would you play for e- would you? Would, would It'd it have be? to be good Charlotte or one of those, wouldn't it? It's okay. got to be American, Al, would you say? Does Alanis Morissette creep in? Or no, I don't think so. I do Yeah, we'll come up with... Someone will tell us a good email. briefly while we're in emo corner, Liana in Worcester... Okay. Hi, Frank. In response to your question on the difference between goth and emo, do you remember last yes, week you Yes, yes, I've that? never really oh, established yes. that difference. As someone who was a goth in her 20s, mm. we tended to look on emo kids as baby goths. I hope oh. that helps. Oh. OK, baby goths. How lovely. Born yeah. with a little black cloak. So there's no real difference yeah. in the outfit and all that. Bit of lace, the lace fingerless glove, the long leather. 
jacket, all that. Well, Al, did you see George West from Isleworth, I think, got in touch as well, and he said, for your average garden variety goth, think interview with a vampire, flouncy blouses, poetry oh, okay. and the like. Emo was a music scene which was like very emotional punk, hence the fashion that was half punk, half goth and all too emotion. Oh, that's a nice... Um, who was that? Paul Morley? <laughs> um, no, that's that's good to know. Um, yeah. We don't talk about music hey, enough between... on here, I always think. Yeah. Um, I don't know, we've covered Little Uzi. Mm. We have covered... Little Uzi. Uh, the other thing it's about Little Uzi... Can, I say, if, can you imagine... In, in, uh, if there'll be people in uh, uh, listening to this who've got piercings and things, earrings. Yeah. They're, don't they always get caught and <laughs> snagged on things? You know what I mean? Collect fluff. A diamond on their head. Imagine sleeping with that, be getting caught on your, on your bed all clothes. All right, all right. No, yeah. like, that's horrible. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't like that. You don't want anyone but saying... saying in an interview that... Sorry, go on. I was just going to say, people saying to uh, Lil Uzi, that's an elaborate headdress you're wearing. <laughs> Him saying, no, it's, it's a fitted sheet. <laughs> I can't, I can't get it out. Frank Skinner, Skinner. on Absolute Radio. Um, this is uh, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Alan Cochran. Uh, text the show on 812.15. Many have. We'll be reading some out over the next hour, I'm sure. Follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Frank on the Radio or email the show via the Absolute Radio website. Um, I, it's pronunciation morning on the show. We never, did we get to the bottom of forehead? <laughs> yes. When I said forehead as a kid, you would have spelt it F-O-R-R-I-D. Mm. Forehead. We used to... Frank, um, Frank, sorry, getting, getting my boys confused. Uh, Al, did you ever pronounce it, the word forehead? As opposed to forehead. No, I've always pronounced it forehead, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, you're quite no nonsense like that. There's no. I am quite florid no rubbish with you. No Although florid, Yorkshire, florid rubbish. Quite a lot of um, quite a lot of uh, people in Yorkshire pronounce it Westcott, Westcott instead of waistcoat, which I've oh, never. Oh yeah, really we used to say Westcott. Oh, it makes me I've sick. Never really understood. You'd that. think Yorkshire might <laughs> that that was where the Lil might have come from because they're very ad, uh, happy to chuck a consonant out, aren't they? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, they love a glottal stop. I remember from English language. Do they really? Um, yeah, over wall. It's like a little yeah, Lil Uzi Vert. <laughs> I was speaking. I was speaking to Lil Uzi Vert in pub. On the subject of Lil Uzi, dazzling. Vert, I'm dazzling, I'm with you, Frank. Sorry, I, I I wouldn't like to have that much value in my face. I'd, no. I, I can't take my eye off a taxi meter when I'm in there because it's <laughs> no. going up constantly. So I think I'd, I'd probably go cross-eyed just constantly trying to check on the diamond you in my would. forehead. But well, he's got... I, um, I read an interview with him and apparently he's a really big fan of that game where you put a celebrity's name on your head and stick it there <laughs> with a piece of paper. <laughs> And he just wants to be able to rest the paper on it. Yeah, but you can't be Anne Diamond in every, <laughs> in every game. What's the chance of playing playing that game with Lil Uzi Vert and he's Anne Diamond? <laughs> Can you imagine him trying to say, uh, you know, Nick Owen used to uh, work. Yeah. <laughs> I told you I played that game with Elton John at his villa in Nice. Oh, this oh, is one of your many stories that sounds like a dream. What's it called, like that game? No, but we, it's absolutely true. Have we done this before, the head game? 
It's it, yellow sticky on your head. So Elton had Bobby. Name, he had Bobby Crush on his. It was a sort of a seventies <laughs> piano player, and I had. And mine was uh, Ian Cranky, not even Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> but Ian Cranky. Yeah, I'd never played the game before, so whenever if I ever play it again, I should always think back to that. Did Elton guess Bobby Crush? Can you oh, remember? I can't remember. Mm, I wonder if yeah. he did. I can't remember, okay. but um, they'd, they'd clearly, him and, him, him and um, David My Furnish have definitely Furnish. played it before. Mm. Uh, I'm surprised they hadn't got, <laughs> like, a satin stick-on ones that they'd had specially made. Satin? <laughs> um, <laughs> <clears throat> little Uzi, back to him. Yeah, I, am, I feel a bit a little Uzi as well myself. So. <laughs> he, what did he, he say? He described it as having a lot of M's in his face. Yeah, I think M's in that context is millions. I don't really speak a lot of the hip hop lingo up here in the north of England, but no. I think M's in the face is uh, something is as a number of my exes have said to me when I've got it out of control. <laughs> <laughs> The nearest I've come to that is uh, is having a lot of M's and M and M's in my face. I've done that. Have you ever been to the M and M shop? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, do you remember we went there, Frank? That was that was quite a depressing day. The thing was with that, I hated it. I've got to be honest now. Some part of me didn't think they'd just sell M and M's. I I I, I don't know why. I couldn't quite believe an enormous shop. Would just sell M and M. going to go say, "Excuse me, have you got a copy of Martin <laughs> Chuzzlewit?" Exactly. Do you sell leeks? <laughs> it's a, a, a grocery section for fresh vegetables, and nothing. It was just M and M's, and you know, fair play to them. Um, does what it says on the tin and all that, but and also when we get in, there's a man on the stairs with a bucket giving us free M and M's. Why the white gloves? The white. Why do they wear white gloves? I think he just got back from the UK coral snooker championships. (laughs) But um, yeah, once you've had a mouth, a sort of fistful of M and M's, you put you up buying them in the shop. The whole place. Rethink it. Rethink it, guys. This is Frank Skinner. Skinner. This is Absolute Radio. We're, we're doing um, pronunciation, pronunciation Saturday, aren't we? We are. Yes. And, uh, and breaking news, we've just had 695 text. Hey, Frank, how about how Yanks pronounce root? I guess he means route. Route, yeah. Can you still say Yanks? I don't know, I didn't I check. I think they're one of the few groups that you can... Uh, you don't have to worry about what you say. Oh, that's that, nice. That seems mm, wrong a, to me. I apologise if I've Speak, upset anybody by reading that. Speaking as a man who says advertisement, I feel um, <laughs> yeah. I feel very closely linked to uh, Americana. Well, my family keep teasing me because we have uh, an internet uh, sort of booster, and I keep calling it the router. Because oh. sometimes it's in one room when my son's using the internet for school and sometimes it's in here when I'm using the internet for the radio. But I keep saying I'm going to move the router and they all keep giggling at me like I'm, I'm an absolute fool. Yes. I don't know which is right. I, wouldn't, I would have been surprised to know that you said router. Um, well, you just don't you... know me at all. No, I mean, I don't know you when you're at, when like... you, when you're at your leisure. Like, you don't know me at all. Like some terrible breakup. I wish there'd been a... We could hear that Al had got a small, like a Casio piano and he started playing, If you don't know me bad. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Sorry, that I've sort of went into a... Churchill. 
Yeah, I've got a bit of a worry about myself that I want to share with you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just how am I going to survive on one radio show a week in lockdown. I mean, um, <laughs> a different worry about myself. Um, I, uh, as you guys know, I used to pride myself on my skill of tiptoeing. Oh I yes, think we've discussed this many times. Very, very wireless. good at sneaking into the house without waking anyone. <laughs> Surprisingly yeah. good tiptoeer. Well. Mm. Newsflash, I've lost that skill and I don't know. I've got a couple of theories. I put on about four or five kilograms of muscle in lockdown one. Wow. 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 I'm definitely not waking him up on the train. And then I read in an article last week that most people, apparently on average, people put on seven kilograms in lockdown one. Yeah, but not muscle. Me me trying hard to gain weight. Well, it was probably muscle and fat, but. You know, I was, was rounding it that, up to show that, off. of course, has, has put extra... It's, it's harder work tiptoeing if you're heavier. And yeah. also, I think, I think I've think i I've been in the house more. So, And as you remember, I'm sure, my skill in tiptoeing that I picked up from the How to Be a Spy book that I read when I was about 11 years old... It was, wasn't it is, the, ex- the extremities of the stairs was one of the things? You step on the edge of the stairs yeah, rather than yeah. in the middle where yeah. it creaks. But I think maybe... I've the, used uh, it myself. Maybe the 90 kilo hunk that I now am. I think I might have stood on the edges too much and now they're creaking. Oh. And I might be better off on the... I think my wear and tear on the house is uh, is the problem. I've never thought of that. I'm guessing that you're knocking quite a lot of va- vases over and stuff like <laughs> that. I didn't get no bulk. <laughs> I, was, I was sleeping the other day and I ran through the wall just in a dream. You see, of course, the most famous tiptoer was always the secret lemonade drinker in the 70s. He was a tremendous... Do you remember him, Frank? He was the the voice. (laughs) This was an advert for R. White's Lemonade, and it was about a man who got up in the night (laughs) to drink R. White's Lemonade, and he used to tiptoe, like how to avoid waking his sleeping family. Yeah. And the song used to be, Oh, I'm a secret secret lemonade lemonade drinker, R. White. And it was actually sung, not the guy wasn't in the act, but the the voice was Elvis Costello's dad. Is that right? Yeah, and it's got a bit of the Elvis, I'm a secret lemonade drinker. It's got got a bit of the Elvis Costello about it. Like he was after lemonade, getting up in the middle of the night for lemonade. Yeah, think right. about the midnight. Have you ever got up in the night to get something out of the fridge? I don't think I've ever, no. ever done that. No. Okay. No. <laughs> Just thought I was only asking. I need to be so dismissive <laughs> about it. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Uh, it's Can I great, just say that my, um, my my tiptoeing diminishing, I don't think is going to uh, negatively affect my future employment. I am I am occasionally thinking, what can I do now that stand-up is essentially illegal? But <laughs> house burglary wasn't on my list no. because of my tiptoeing prowess. But, but Although it's probably been a tough year for them as well with everyone being in, hasn't it? it? That is true, yeah. <laughs> I, um, I, um, you did lose your fingerprints on the... Uh, on the, point, uh, burnt, on the oven glove. Uh, yeah, so not the worst time for burglary. Yeah. Is there a good time for burglary? 8-12. No, oh, no, fine. no, no, no. It's never a good time. That's <laughs> an awful, awful thing. And, um, and you can't kill them. Who? The burglars. <laughs> no, you can't. No. Absolutely correct. Not in the UK. No. no. Okay. Uh, Tom has been in touch. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> what I like is that he's addressed this to the entire gang. OK. Frank, Emily, Alan and Sarah and Faye. Oh, how nice. Wow. How lovely, yeah. Double re for Alan, lucky thing. Oh, OK. Struggling to let the dog name pun go there, but just doesn't work in the normal reading of the text. Do you understand that, Alan? Dog no. pun, double re. No. Alan. Anyway, ponder. Okay. Frank and Tim Key's book. Do you remember this? Yes, Tim Key a few weeks ago um, turned up at my house with his... Well, he, he had said to me, can I send you my book? Or do you want my new book? And I said, yeah, definitely. And uh, I thought he was going to post it to me. And then he, he turned up at my house and uh, we stood on the step. I, I made him coffee, which I had to sort of... Well, I didn't. got someone else to... I think it was hives, I called him to make it. And uh, I put it on the step and he drank his coffee and we chatted for ages in the cold, as it mm. was then. And he gave me his book and he said, uh, you'll like it, you're in it. So, of course, I did, you know, I did that thing of looking for me in it first before I read it properly. Can I, I recommend... I wish I knew the title of it. It's it's it, not only is it very funny, but it's a beautiful thing. Mm. An objet d'art. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, um, an objet and dark, as they say in the football world. And um, I couldn't find me. It's very okay. annoying. Well, Tom can exclusively reveal that uh, you do get a name check. Oh. Tom says not holding it against Frank. He's a busy man. On page twenty one. Key okay. takes a final huge drag on his orange pen. His chest puffs out, his buttons ping off, shattering a framed photo of himself with an arm around Frank Skinner. Oh. <laughs> oh, well, that, that's... Um, and Actually, I've just remembered what the book is called. Go on. It's called He Used Thought as a Wife. Lovely. Mm. And we should say Tom... Also asked whatever happened to whatever happened to, and Tom. Oh, that was Tom, was it? Okay. Well, and Tom's not done yet. Tom has been listening since he was sixteen. He's an environmental science student at the moment, which might be interesting to Frank, as he's alluded to not expecting many young listeners, and also to an abundance of scientific people being fans of the show over well, the years. Well, we do. Um, I think oh. we had. Um, I think someone sent in a, a remark. About my <laughs> phosphorus. I threw a bit of science in um, earlier about... Uh, yes, I remember phosphorus from school. It's like an orange stick. Yes. Like cinnamon. <laughs> and it, you'd, you'd, take it, you'd take it out of the jar. It looked in, innocuous. looked the yeah. thing that you might want to use for a Groucho Marx impression. And suddenly it would start billowing smoke would come out of it. <laughs> And um, if you didn't get back in the water quickly, the school would be um, smoking embers. <laughs> I don't mean... That's not sure for embassy. A smoking ember. I mean, it would be burned down. <laughs> and someone, I think... I don't know if you still have this uh, text at your fingertips, sent in some extra phosphorus information, which I know... I'm saying that because I think it's good to leave the audience with a teaser... On a break. I have it right here, and can I just say, we will be hearing from Chris Sparks, hashtag science. Chris Sparks telling <laughs> us about phosphorus at last. What was it? Nominative, nominative determination, determination. <laughs> has, has burst forth. Just Chris Sparks and Lenny Lottery so far. <laughs> Frank Skinner, Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.
Radio. Now, we were just about to uh, go to Phosphorus Corner. <laughs> we were Chris Sparks. Ah, uh, yeah. Hashtag science. He has in his tweet. Okay. He has news from the world of phosphorus. <laughs> the properties of phosphorus depend on the allotrope. The of course. I mean, I'm, I'm giving him tone here, which he may not have necessarily had when he composed this, but nevertheless, the white form, sometimes called yellow phosphorus, resembles wax. The red and violet forms are non-crystalline solids, while the black allotrope resembles graphite in pencil lead. Of course. Mm. She blinded <laughs> with science! <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, that's um, it's good to know that. But I, I, out of that, I am I have remembered that the orange stuff bursts into flames if you take it out of water. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. It's confusing, though, isn't it? Science. It's confusing. It is. Like the fact that it's the. Is it the white form is coloured yellow, or the yellow form is coloured white? Yeah, they no should have sorted science that out. I mean, come on, science. <laughs> Give me a break, will you? <laughs> yeah, that was... Uh, that's um, I, As I said, I, I think a lot of the science community, for some reason, um, listening to mm. this show... <laughs> they do. Yeah. They, they love us, the hashtag science crew. Hashtag we- science. Never seen a better guy. We'll get that for a jingle soon. <laughs> Hong Kong Fui. There's jingles, and I mean, I, I look at the the jingle board, and there's jingle stuff I haven't used for years. I want to try throwing a bit more okay. in. Okay. Yeah. We've also been... We've had talk of glove compartments, Frank. Do you remember we were discussing those not Well, we had a, a texting of um, things in your glove compartment that we'd find surprising. Mm. I had a friend, I don't know if I told you this at the time... Oh, who, congratulations. Who, who had, uh, <laughs> yes. He had... Um, an emergency box. You had like a big, or as big as you can get in a, in a glove compartment, Tupperware box. And it had plasters, paracetamol, oh. extra strong oh. mints, a safety pin, all Good sorts stuff. of things that you might possibly... I, he also kept, I think, one of those wire coat hangers in the days when you could get the window down and get the car open <laughs> with one... I mean, it was everything that could possibly go wrong yeah. in a car, apart from, obviously, a head-on collision. Uh, there is no Tupperware box for that. <laughs> but um, no. what a clever idea it was. And I've, you know, I, I, I was e- eager to know. We have to break now, but when we come back, we'll find out what others have in their GC. <laughs> <laughs> I've been looking through my jingles board for um, mm. jingles I don't go to very often. About this one. <laughs> oh, what come is on. That? Is that Greek Eurovision Song Contest? It's, it's Eurovision uh, Song Contest. Um, I think it's called Dancing Lasha Tumbai, the song. Presumably. And it's, some, it's something for Duca. Something like his name is. Sounds a bit of Dancing Bears, Frank. He was a man all in sort of Baco foil suit, (laughs) and if you remember him. And, and and Boz was doing a a homeschooling thing about music, and the teacher said, uh, Right, we're gonna look at some different kinds of music. Mm -hmm. It was one of those lessons that 
He's like, I didn't prep anything. Lesson. <laughs> and <No>. um, <laughs> he asked the kid to name things and then there was a two-minute wait while he went on YouTube to find it and then they talked about it. And he played that song and the teacher <laughs> said, oh, I don't like Eurovision stuff. And I thought, come on, <laughs> it's brilliant. I find it the most uplifting piece of music. I'm going to do it again. Oh. <laughs> hey! Hey! hey. It's, a, it's a blow, it's a comic, I think. In somewhere like, I can't <laughs> forgive me. It is with that music. It's in Latvia or somewhere like that. <laughs> somewhere in Eastern Europe. And uh, when it went into lockdown and, and all that happened, he couldn't gig anymore. And he just put a picture on his website of him sitting with a woman he claimed was his mom in a headscarf with him just sitting on grass. So, I mean, it's funny. What really the, were fun. there dancing bears? No, there were no dancing okay, bears. Okay, okay. I hadn't thought of uh, of Eurovision contestant as a fallback plan for me, but uh, I'll put it on my list. Who out of the three of us? Now that Satanism has kicked in as a popular genre (laughs) in Eurovision. Let's be totally honest here. Okay. Who out of the three of us can you most imagine being a Eurovision Song Contest entrant for any country? (laughs) No, as Frank Skinner, I just mean the look of the man. I just I love Eurovision still. I mean, they've slightly yeah. spoilt it by the semi-final system in that they've taken out some of the more extreme stuff, which is the great <laughs> joy of it. But even so, I, me and Kath watch it every year. I, I, think, I love it. I can see Frank as a sort of German crooner. I can see yeah. him. Do you think so? I'm a, one of those people, I'd like to go on and sing about the world <laughs> in a white, um, a white shirt that's right up to the waist with Diamante on it. And it'd be a one of a sort of a pseudo vague philosophy. And life is like a light that's shining on in the darkness. One of those kind of. You've uh, already got the melody. There you go. You can, you, you can, we, we can use that. We, we'll transcribe that. Light is shining on. I think that's what it's called. Those songs. And at the end, like, it's a big chorus and, like, 50 kids all come out and go, and light is shining on. That one, that <laughs> Anyway, um, and then at the end, it goes... Uh, it goes... <laughs> hey! Woo! OK, so... Um, that's the, the the show's basically done now. We can't follow that. I can't and, speak. Um, thank you so much for listening to this uh, to us this morning. If the good Lord spares us <laughs> and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again this time next week. Now get out. This is Frank Skinner. This is Absolute Radio.